0: I'm not afraid to It's time to raise the roof. Once again, this is our fourth episode of Raise the Roof, your Tampa Bay Rays podcast. I'm here, Gibby's here, Evan's here. We are ready for a lot of fun, a lot of things to talk about. Unfortunately, the Rays didn't raise the roof in their last series, the two-game mini-series in Washington, D.C. We're going to discuss that in a little bit. Uh, Today is – or happy Sports Equinox Day to those who actually care. Today is um, uh, that that one special day of the year where the NFL, NBA, MLB and NHL all play in the same day. Um, With a couple other uh, leagues added in, the WNBA and MLS, it's the first time ever that's happened because sports are weird this year because we're in a global pandemic and life isn't good. But life will be good, hopefully. (laughs) But sports Uh, are good. Sports are good. Um, We will discuss this weekend's uh, series, which starts tonight at Tropicana Field against the Boston Red Sox. We will have a quick IL injury update report, which is basically just saying that Ryan Yarbrough is back. Uh, There is a quick trade update yeah a little bit of a spoiler um there is a quick trade update about one of the players to be named later in the jose martinez trade who may or may not share hit the same name with a baseball hall of famer and trying to think oh a lot of uh since we're going to discuss it um some mlb things to discuss around the league um uh, for those that didn't know there were a lot of runs scored last night but the rangers still look really bad because they still have the modern day record for most runs scored in one game uh so i think on that note Uh, let's get into kind of a Rays recap of what happened in Washington DC over the last couple days Uh, for you guys watching the series what what did you see happen because it did not look
1: good I I just think the bats went cold Um, and you know Scherzer we, we were we were getting some hits on Matt Scherzer in that first game but he just kept going and was able to get out at those innings unscathed basically like and just all those yeah, we just lost. I think our bats just went cold over this weekend. I mean, we we kind of bounced back in game 2, scoring 3, but the offense definitely wasn't as productive as it could have been. So, yeah. and also our pitching was so-so, you know, in this series. So, hopefully we're looking for Ryan Yarbo bro, to really uh bounce back and get our pitching going again.
2: Especially. Yeah, I I think the difference was they took advantage of the men on base and we did, I mean, we I don't know exactly, but how many we left on base but I feel like we left like at least 10 people on base oh in, yeah we did in game the first one two innings, I
1: mean, yeah first two innings we put like two people on each we, each inning and then we and then we got and then we got taken out the inning like
2: yeah when you have eight hits you should have more than one run like that's
1: definitely yeah, and
2: we we had eight hits in one run in game one and then game two didn't do anything either like other than one inning we had three runs in one inning but other than that we didn't do anything and Yarborough looked he looked pretty he looked pretty bad I'm not gonna lie like I, I don't know what was going I mean he just came off the IL, so I give him the benefit of the doubt let's see how he bounced back and hopefully he bounced back well but yeah just a bad series it happens to us just like I always say bounce back win tonight win the series this weekend, and let's win this
1: division.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm actually, so I'm looking up some stats about um, a couple of things that happened. So, I've deemed that the problems uh, that the Rays have had this year, both in this series against the Washington Nationals and uh, in a previous series against the Baltimore Orioles, I've deemed it that they are now cursed when it comes to playing teams inside of the DMV area. Um, huh. I, the, I, I do have something to back that up, so I'm not just, you know, saying that just to say that. So right now they're 0-5 against teams in the DMV. For those that don't know, the DMV is um – is Washington DC, Maryland and Virginia. So obviously, you know, the Nationals play in DC, Baltimore plays in Maryland. Um so they're so they're 0 and 5 this year against them and I just saw they are 6 and 12 against the Nationals at either RFK or Nationals Park and um since the Nationals were a thing and all time uh, so they were 46 and 46 in the in the 2010s decade according to mlbcube.net against the Orioles at Camden Yards. Uh, winning, winning uh, 51 and 44 at home. They have a much better winning percentage at home than they do away because it's um, they're 109 and 91 at home against the Orioles, but 90 and 106 away against the Orioles, including that sweep earlier this year. So honestly, there might be some merit to that. That they just don't play as well against the Orioles and/or Nationals at Nationals Park and Camden Yards. I just think there's a curse. I I just think it's it's they're cursed. There's some sort of curse that has happened. I mean, clearly. So what do you call it? I would just call it the curse of the DMV. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, in the last uh let's see, the last 5 years against the Orioles at Camden Yards, 0 and 3, 6 and 4, 4 and 6, 5 and 5, 2 and 8. So yeah. that so that's as of right now, that's three of those years are losing records. One of them is a 500 record and one of them
2: is barely above 500. That was last year. Um, and it's not yeah. like it's like it doesn't make much sense cuz it's not like these teams are. I mean, yeah, I know the Nats won the World Series last year, but And I mean, that's a really, really good pitcher. Sure, we yeah. haven't played the Nets in three years, and we got swept in D.C. that year. It's not like – it's weird because it's not like these teams are – the Nats and the Orioles have not been that good, like, other than last year, obviously, when the Nats – and the Nats still last year weren't even that good. They just had one hell of a postseason run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, obviously, that was a struggle. I mean, that that it, I want to say it's kind of similar to the Yankee Stadium curse. For us excluding this year, but I mean, Yankee Stadium is tough to play out anyway. It's, yeah, no disrespect to the Nats or the O's, but it's just harder to play at Yankee
1: Stadium than it is to play at yeah, Nats. That's like Park the hardest, bar, yards. it's like one of the hardest ballparks to play at just because you got all the fans and they're all screaming at you. But I mean, most baseball players don't really care about that, too.
2: And it's hard for the, I mean. The Rays, especially because they're not a home run hitting team, they're more of a ground, they're more of a ground ball team, and the Yankees are a home run hitting team. So like, it's Yankees, Yankees uh, stadium just favors the Yankees big time in that. Definitely. And we were able to keep them in the yard this year, but other than that, we haven't been able to play well against the Yankees at any other year than this. But and the, and
0: the Orioles are the same way too. Let's not forget that that the Orioles. are I mean, I mean. I mean though the Orioles aren't the best team in the world, they are accustomed to hitting a lot more home runs considering that Camden Yards is a hitter's park. Um, I do kind of want to, so I guess a couple things about the, so other than the fact that, you know, like there's a curse uh, in, in my opinion, I think that, you know, a couple things to kind of address about about last weekend's or about um, the the series a couple of days ago being a mini-series. Um, we did kind of say that, or I, I said that I felt like there was going to be some sort of a split, so maybe maybe they'll end up sweeping both games at the trap. who really knows? I'm glad they're getting back to the top this weekend because I think that they have had their struggles on the road this year. Um, they, they've, they've had their struggles, obviously, in the DMV. They've had their struggles in Buffalo against the Blue Jays. So there's, you know, you know there's actual merit to saying that. Uh, on top of all of that stuff, I think that this, this, this series, they did have two pitchers that just recently came off of the IL in Morton and Yarborough. So, you you wanted to see good outings out of them, but you also knew that you were going to be relying on your bullpen a lot more. Lau got a few hits in the series, which I'm happy about, but he's still playing like crap in, as a, you know, as of recent recent weeks, which isn't good. I'm hoping that what happened at the beginning of the year happens in the last, so what, what are the rates, 28 and 15 now? So, they've played 43 games a season. So, you know, like the last, yeah. last 20 games or so in the season – um, or the rest yeah, of season. 15 yeah so they can kind of turn things on like that but when it comes to just looking at this team overall they really didn't produce offensively and it's kind of it's a big problem that they the the bats have gotten cold. And I'm really concerned about that moving forward is that the bats are getting cold a lot quicker. Meadows really isn't having that much of an impact this year as he did last year. And honestly... I was just going to
2: say Meadows. I mean, he's about 202 right now.
0: But like, I do think that that is a side effect of getting COVID because some guys really aren't like when you get it, it still does have those adverse effects over time. So it does have those lingering effects. So I think that that could be part of it. And he's just not the same guy. Like I know that they talked about Eli Jimenez having sort of the same kind of problems, which is he's just not feeling like the Eloy Jimenez of last year, which is maybe the yeah. same thing that what Meadows is going through is, is that he's not the same guy because he just had this disease run through his body. And it's still there in some way. Like I'm sure it doesn't just go away like that because people have tested positive for it more than once. Yeah. So I'm just curious to see kind of if that's the problem for it, but I am glad Tommy, to see
1: Tommy Pham had a similar problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He's but then he also he also got hit in the um I think he got hit in the hand, right? He broke his hand. Yeah. He broke his yeah. Hand. Yeah. But yeah, so other than that, I mean, Orozarena's still hitting well. Obviously, Brosseau's hitting well. Um, so I'm hoping that those guys can try to carry the team more, but we need the we need the bigger bats to come out. We need Renfro to really hit well towards the end of the season. We need Lau to come back to the guy that he was before. We need Adamas to start hitting for more power. There's there's guys that we
2: rely on as a team that they haven't produced as much. Like I I I don't understand why brosso plays once every like five games. Like I I don't I feel like he rarely ever plays. He's batting like 330. Yeah, they got a him like, in He's much better than I, I Choi.
0: He's much better than Choi in terms of his offense. I don't know about his defense.
2: And Susuego. Susuego's batting 196. Granted, he does have, like, he is probably leading the teams in home run, but, like, still. Here, wait. Here, 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 like, here, wait. How many home runs does Yoshi have? Yes. Oh, wow. Probably not. He only has six.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Lau, Lau's like,
2: Lau has, like,
0: yeah. But still, that's. I mean, I'm glad that Susugo's hitting better. I wish. I wish that other things happened, but you know, I'm just hoping that they can, you know, they can write the ship. Um, I don't know if you guys have any last comments about the series. No,
2: that's all. We just gotta oh, get our. The last quiet. thing, I, last thing I want to say is that I'm, I'm just disappointed that we only scored three runs on Annaball. I mean, he's, he's a six plus ERA. I just think we could, we definitely had the potential to put up like at least five on him. But it was just one of those series. Does it, really doesn't matter. I mean. Blue Jays did beat Yan- the Yankees uh, two out of three, so I think we got four games in front of the Blue Jays now. But, um, yeah, just bounce back. Mm-hmm. When this series gets the Sox, then should be fine.
1: Yeah, maroon Sox coming. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, so that so that's kind of our recap of what happened. Obviously, we're going to get into our preview in a little bit. Uh, just a quick thing about, about what happened in Major League Baseball yesterday. So, for those that didn't know, uh, two teams ended up, uh, scoring 19 runs or more, which I don't even know that I, – I feel like that's the first time in Major League Baseball history that happened, and if not the first time, one of the first times. There was a scorigami yesterday, for those that know who John Boyce is of SB Nation and know NFL scorigami. Basically, that's when a score that hasn't happened before happens in a game. So the 29-9 to scoreline of the Braves-Marlins game was the first time that a uh. – Oh. That a 29 to 9 game has ever happened in Major League Baseball history. So that was a cool thing. The Braves now have the modern day NL record for most runs scored in a game. The fact you know, that. The,
2: sorry. No, 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 no. The, no, fact no, fact no. That, the fact that the Marlins scored nine runs in itself should be enough to win and still lose by 20 is that. That's honestly hard to fathom
1: how that even happens. But. Yeah. Adam play, Duvall had a monster night.
2: You score nine runs and you win that game, I bet, nine, like, nine and a half times out of ten. And you didn't even come close to winning the game. You lost by 20. You got tripled. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, tri- you literally got tripled. Like, that's – I can't even – that's hard to believe, honestly.
0: That That's crazy when you just said it like that. Oh,
2: oh, they scored <laughs> nine runs and then they lost by 20. Like, yeah, you, you score nine runs and you're like, okay, we should win the game. Like – well, when the team scores nine runs, I wonder what the probability of is when they win the game. Or like how many times you score nine runs? How many times you win? The and game. then you and then you just and have you to lose by twenty. That's that's insane. Yeah. So,
0: um, uh, Adam Duvall, Adam Duvall hit three home runs, I think, for the second time this year, and the Braves have had like have had a guy hit three home runs at least four times that I can remember because they had Ozuna and then I think – or maybe three times because this happened, Ozuna happened, and then another guy hit three home runs after Ozuna's game and it was like the first time that a team had guys hit three home runs in a game, back-to-back games. Uh-huh. So they're they're looking really, really formidable. Really glad that we took that series split earlier in the year because they weren't as good then as they currently yeah. are. Now, because they're on some other level right now of offense. Obviously, the Brewers defeating, I believe it was the Tigers 19 0. The Tigers aren't really going anywhere this year. Um, you know, that, was, they a, had the that worst, was just brutal. It was a brutal beatdown. I mean, the Tigers had the worst record in baseball last year, won less than yeah. 50 games, and I kind of feel bad for them because I don't want them to suffer like this. But, like I said before, the Rangers still have the modern day record for most uh, runs scored in the game 30 to 3 route of the Orioles back in 2007. It is funny because I think that the Rangers are like 3 and 17 or some crazy stat like that since Tatis swung away on 3 and 0 and hit the grand slam, which just shows you how good. Yeah. Good. They deserve
2: that for getting yeah. so uptight about that.
0: It was it was a really really bad look for the Rangers. It was it was a bad look for Jace Tingler too, who was the who was the it manager was of the Padres. Awful. But yeah, the so Padres I, are I, on some other level, and then the Rangers are on the exact opposite level.
2: Good. The Rangers deserve that. I was pissed how people were mad about Tati swinging on three O. It's like, dude, make a good pitch if you don't want him to hit a home
1: run. Didn't the Braves? Didn't the Braves get a grand slam in the ninth inning? Yeah, it was in, like, the seventh or the
0: eighth inning. It was on a 1-0 pitch, and people were like, oh, no, all the baseball traditionalists are going to come – are going to go crazy because Austin (laughs) Riley hit a grand slam on 1-0 when they were up 20.
1: It's like – so funny. Yeah, it's –
2: I have a question for you guys. Is the – with what the Padres and the Braves doing lately, are their offenses really good, or is the pitching in the NL bad? Well, well, the – so
0: the Braves – I don't know. I think I think it's probably the pitching because like the Braves pitching hasn't been that good because they lost Soroker okay. for the year. Yeah, well, freed, I think freed has been better, but yeah. yeah, the Padres pitching isn't that good either because Paddock's regressed, and they did get Clevenger, but they but they've only had Clevenger for like one or two starts.
2: I mean, other than the Dodgers, what are the rotation? I mean, the Marlins have a low, like a very low key, really good rotation. The, the Phillies have a good um, one
0: too in Nola and and Wheeler, who's really turned into a good pitcher this year. The I mean, the Cubs have Darvish and uh, Lester. No, no, Darvish, no Lester's. Um not Lester. The, the Kyle Hendricks. Right, right. And they have uh I think they still have uh Tyler Chetwood, um and I think Lester's I th- I don't I don't think he opted out this year, but I don't know how well he's doing.
2: Oh uh, no, yeah, he's he's playing on the Cubs. Yeah. But um yeah. and yeah. the Reds. Reds have Bauer who's been an absolute stud. Yeah,
1: Gibby Gibby, what do you think? About oh, I just think it's a combination of like all all these national league teams getting these hump. Home- all these uh, scores. I think it's a combination. The Marlins pitching didn't have a good outing, and, like, some of their ballpens a little lacking mm-hmm. sometimes. And I think the Atlanta just has really good hitters, too, on top of a bad outing from their ballpen. Uh, I, I know, but
0: do you think that both – I mean, at what, what Evan was just talking about, the offenses of both Atlanta and San Diego and these other teams in the NL, do you think that it's more that they have good offenses, or is it more that the pitching – league-wide
1: hasn't been that great. Hmm. I, I definitely think the pitching is down in the National League like mm-hmm. as compared to the American League. Okay. Um, And I also think they have – they're just more of a – they got a lot of hitters, you know. They're more of a hitters, I feel like, league this year. Yeah. And so I so I feel like that's a combination. And they're, they're just playing National League teams all the time who have bad pitching sometimes. And that's just recipe for high-scoring games. That's true. And we
2: forgot about the Mets. The Mets have really good pitching
0: too. So yeah, yeah, the Mets do have when when they're healthy, and even when they're not, yeah. healthy, they still have
2: decent pitching because I mean, DeGrom he's, is – He's up here, and everything. He's he's somehow underrated. I feel like no, like, he's definitely I feel like underrated. He's, he's definitely taken for granted because people would just expect him to go out there, throw seven innings, like nothing, like no one's even watching him i feel i feel really bad for graham honestly
0: but he's i mean he's 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 one back-to-back Cy young so i don't really think that he's that he's getting angry that much oh no no not at all <laughs> he's getting but. paid i will so i want to pose this question to you guys so i talked about this to you guys before the podcast and i know that we had just i think i mentioned it at the beginning, but. We're, uh, Roberto Clemente Day was just celebrated throughout Major League Baseball. I know the Pirates, for the first time in quite a while, uh, all their players wore the number twenty-one on their jerseys, Roberto Clemente's number. Uh, Fun fact for those that don't know, the uh, the right field wall in uh, at PNC Park is twenty-one feet high, as a you know, like to honor Roberto Clemente. And then all the players of Puerto Rican descent around baseball also wore the number twenty-one. That number right now is obviously retired by the Pirates. But do we think there's a possibility that a player of Roberto Clemente's stature, the things that he's done with baseball, do we think that his number should be retired league-wide by Major League Baseball? Uh,
1: yeah, I, like I li- Jackie? Yeah, like I like that idea, you know, because, like, Jackie Robinson was 42. Robert Clemente is 21. 21 times 2, 42. Ooh, I didn't even think about know. that way. You know <laughs> – no, so I feel it makes sense. He has a lot of contributions to baseball, you know. I, I don't know much 21 players now. And even if there were 21 players, like, players, you have the number 21. Um, I don't think that there's many. You would you would just grandfather them in like they did with a, a blanking.
0: You're talking about Mariano?
1: Yeah, Mariano. Mariano Rivera, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: Evan, Evan. I you,
1: feel like it makes sense.
0: Evan, how do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I, I said, I'd be
2: for it.
0: Okay.
1: I mean –
2: I, I don't really know much. I don't know about Roberto Robert Clemente like I do about Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. but I don't see any reason why they shouldn't do that. Um, why it, wasn't this year the first year that the Pirates did that?
0: What what did they? Yeah, it was the first time in a while that they had worn. I I don't know the exact date, but it was the first time in a
2: while that they had worn the number twenty-one as a team. I, I was surprised. I'm surprised it took them that long to do that. But, um, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't I have no reason not
1: to like that idea. so mm-hmm. yeah, I am... I have a lot of, oh, I, have wait, a lot of I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends here in Tampa, so and they, they they all a lot of baseball fans too, and they all love Robert Clemente, so you know yeah. his his contributions are obviously felt through Puerto Ricans and Americans in general everywhere, so. Do we think that there, so other
0: than him, or like do we think that there is a possibility of another player having their number retired league-wide, if not Clemente? Is there someone else that would fit the bill in the same way? Like I'm trying to think about it, and I feel like maybe Hank Aaron would be the only other guy that I would say that would come to my head. But number was he? He was forty-four. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Aaron was forty-four. I mean, there's like, um, it, it's tough to kind of find that one guy. But I mean, like, if you're gonna have a day celebrating someone, in like, if like the Hank Aaron Award is a, is a thing, this you know R- Roberto Clemente Day is a thing, and they have the Roberto Clemente Award and nominees for all the players. You would think that if they're doing that, then it then it garners enough to say that we should retire this person's number
2: true i think um my like kind of two cents on this whole thing like definitely don't like do retire people's numbers for the whole league when they did a lot for the whole league like like jackie did jackie obviously was made a huge he made huge progress with the african-american community in the mlb and he deserved every bit of the glory he gets and the like this recognition of his Huge like accomplishments in the league, and like if i mean did did Hank Aaron do anything like that um i I don't know like is that.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I know that he had a big impact and obviously him breaking the home run record of, of of Babe Ruth. I know at the time he was receiving a lot of death threats from people because, you know, it was, you know, it was the 70s. The times were different. We had just gotten off of of, um, of the civil rights movement and people were still getting adjusted to the new normal, especially down in Atlanta, down in the south, where I know that the Braves moved from Milwaukee to Atlanta. But, I mean, Atlanta itself, while now a very, um, uh, a very black culture hub, and a hub of hip-hop and a hub of and a hub of different art and and culture and it's just a great melting pot of people to go to it's back in the 70s Atlanta wasn't the same way and people didn't Uh necessarily want Aaron to break Babe Ruth's record this guy who had come out of nowhere or I mean I mean not this guy who come out of nowhere but this guy who had who went from a pitcher to to just a normal position player hit 60 home runs in a season a number that a number that lasted for a while until Maris broke that and then obviously Sosa McGuire broke that later but it was one of those long-standing things and I don't think that people were ready for him to break it and then they actually you know and then he actually broke it and that was a thing and now Bonds has a record and people dispute that due to roids which is a very understandable thing but I think that in that sort of case I think that Aaron would definitely he would, he would definitely fit the bill and like I said there is the Hank Aaron award so I think, you know, it's something, it's um, for those that, for those that listen, if you guys want to, if you guys want to let us know comment um, or just send some sort of feedback to us, letting us know who you think should be the next player, if there should be another player to have his number retired league-wide, um, it'd be a really interesting conversation. And I think, you know, it's 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 very open to debate moving forward. I think that from here, we should talk just a quick I.L. report. So the really only the I.L. update news that I have is obviously Ryan Yarbrough, starting pitcher, uh, returned um, from for the team or for the Rays uh, came in um, to pitch against the Nationals had an okay outing not the greatest outing of all time but he was also coming off of an injury so um, he kind of did what he could I'm, I'm glad that he got into the game and I'm glad that he uh, I'm, I'm glad that they used him uh, He pitched two and two thirds gave up four and runs, six hits um, that wasn't great. He's not really had the greatest year this year in terms of, you know, where he's been before. But I know that he can rebound t- toward the end of the season. So, I don't know. How did you guys think about um, about his outing and um, you, your hopes of other guys coming, uh, getting healthy on the uh, on the I.O. right now?
1: So oh, oh, you got it. Okay. Um, so, Yarborough only pitched like two and a half innings, right? Mm-hmm. He got pulled out. Um, 70 pitches, too. Oh, 70 pitches that's crazy yeah so obviously not the best outing but you know coming off injury just hope he tightens up for the rest of the season you know gets his get his pitch get his pitches up um yeah that's all i got for him you know i trust him he's gonna come back lot yeah a lot i mean he only
2: had one walk but yeah he just threw, i mean he was in a lot of full count pitches he was giving up hits and the full count like pitches he and it was frustrating because they didn't hit him hard it's not like they were in every hit. There there were a lot of bloop, like, singles. There were a lot of just – I mean, I wonder what the velos was. But, like, it was just – it was frustrating because it was just not going to defense. Defense wasn't lined up right. Um, yeah. Just unfortunate. Nothing you could really do about that. But, yeah, he looked a little out of control. Definitely out of control for Yarbrough. I wonder when the last time he's went sub-three innings. Um, bullpen played really well, though. Bullpen only gave up one run and about – Six innings, so that's pretty it's good. Six and a third, or a little less than six innings. Yeah, wait, I think five and a third, five and a third. Um, yeah. but he they look good. It's always good to have a good. I mean, bullpen kept us in it. We had a chance to tie it. We had runners on first, the second, and third with zero outs, and only got one more run in. Um, but yeah, I mean, just another bad start. It's, you can't. It's hard to come back from four zero, especially the way our offense has been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cody Reed went back on the. He went on the IL, dude. We just acquired another frustrating like injury. Don't know how good that guy is really yet, but um, I think well, no, Sheriff serious, got called man, up. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's, uh, I would say that that's pretty good because I like Sheriff and I think, you know, he's, he's, he's a proven, he, uh, I don't, I, I know him more than I know Reed. So Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know exactly what that's going to be. I mean, I feel like they're kind of in the same place where they're just – right right now they're kind of just filling in as an arm in the bullpen while we get other guys healthy, and they'll probably be there for the rest of the year and for the stretch run because so many guys uh, in our bullpen and on our staff have gotten hurt and or aren't playing for the rest of the year or aren't pitching for the rest of the year. So, yeah. Yeah. And, think. hey, nothing
2: nothing like – no better team to play when your offense is struggling than the Red Sox. So – that is. Yeah, so that is true. Quick. So a quick standings update before we get to our
0: preview of the Red Sox. So right now, like I said, the Rays are 28 and 15, still the number one overall seed in the AL uh, best record. Um, Oakland and uh, the White Sox, uh, the surprising White Sox, the surging White Sox are currently two and three so Oakland's 26 and 15 the White Sox are 27 and 16 uh, in terms of the rest of the al East uh, Toronto right now is 24 and 19 they're four games back they just lost to the Yankees who snapped a five game uh, losing streak the Yankees are six games back at 22 and 21 not really having a great year suffering from a lot of injuries and a lot of setbacks and then I would say kind of this one of the big surprises of the al this year is the Baltimore Orioles who are currently 20 and 22 they are seven and a half games back in the division, but I think they're only a game and a half back of the second wild card, uh, which would be the Yankees. So to see the to see Baltimore get into a playoff spot would be hilarious I do want to say the two teams that got into the ALCS last year the Yankees and Houston are uh, a combined 40, 44, and 20, or 44 and 43 this year yeah. so Houston's playing 500 baseball not really that good but yeah um, and then I guess kind of sleeper teams if you want to consider them sleeper teams so I would say the top three seeds in are the top three teams in the AL Central are probably going to all I'll go to the playoffs. Obviously Oakland and Houston right now, Tampa Bay and Toronto. And then there's a race between the, you know, Yankees and Baltimore for that eight seed. But a surging team right now, six and four in the last 10 games, the Seattle Mariners, who are currently 19 and 24. They're a couple games back of the Yankees right now. So I'm trying to see they're three back in the win calm, four and the loss calm. So that's three and a half games back they are of that last playoff spot. So let's see it'd, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what kind of happens there we we will see moving forward uh in the in the nl things are a little bit tighter uh san diego right now is tied for the race for the second most wins in baseball they are, they're 28 and 17 so that's that's kind of fun to to see them slam diego and the and the white Sox have 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 really done a lot of good things so that leads us into be, oh wait sorry go
2: that that would be interesting little little Rays astros rematch i'd like to see that I'd like to see that. And that's wild. That's the crazy thing about the Astros are on the outside looking in right now. I'd like to play the Astros. But I'd like to, uh, that'd be a great feeling beating the Astros, especially all that's happened in the first round. That is but true. But it, it, it is also interesting. On I'm on ESPN right now, and they have 100% playoff probability of the Rays, Oakland, the, the Dodgers, and the Padres, which is really interesting. A, yeah, shout so out to the Padres. 100% they're 100%, 100% going in even, this year. That's just crazy to me that they're saying they're 100% in when they haven't clinched. I'm not out. saying
0: they're 100% right now because the Rays are kind of like, in a downswing, and I'm hoping they can improve this weekend, which we'll talk about in just a sec. But, yeah, they are kind of in a downswing, so I'm not going to say they're 100% yet. Yeah, but we got a
1: lot of batting practice this weekend, though, so. That yeah. is true.
0: Hey, let's – hey. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with the Red Sox? Because the Red Sox might yeah, come out of nowhere. But yeah, that true. so that does lead us into talking about uh, this current weekend um, series coming up against the Boston Red Sox, who have underperformed this year by a lot. They're currently 15 29. If we're looking at probable matchups for the weekend in terms of pitching, Josh Fleming's going tonight. Who's currently 3-0 with a 3.52 ERA. Friday night will be Snell, uh, 3-1 with a 3.74 ERA. Saturday, Tyler Glass now 2-1 with a 4.35. Era and Sunday, Charlie Morton one and two with a 4-9-4 ERA. Again, his third start off of coming back from the I.L. How do we feel about this weekend series against those Boston Red Sox?
2: We we gotta win three out of four, I think. Like, I don't think we'll sweep them again. I mean, we swept them in Fenway four games. I don't think that's gonna happen again. The Sox do usually play well at the drop too, Um, but Just to bounce back, we got to win three out of four, I think. Get our confidence back. I think we've lost a little bit of confidence at the plate. Um, But, yeah, just – and they're the worst team in the AL standings-wise. Can't believe that's true. I can't believe they're worse than the Royals. Um, But, yeah, we gotta got to bounce back. Got to win three out of four. Start strong tonight. I think we will. I think we'll start strong tonight. Who's pitching – Slager? uh, Who's pitching tonight?
0: Uh, Josh Fleming's pitching tonight.
2: Fleming. Fleming's pitching tonight. He's looked – Knock on wood, but he's looked really good. 3-0 and with like a 3-5 ERA um, in his first three career starts. Like that's – can't ask much better than that. Uh, I but, will yeah. say,
0: just to quickly interrupt. So you were talking about how those socks are playing at the TROP in recent years. So dating back to 2015 – the Rays are, let's see, so this year 1-1, one and one, last year 4-6, 2018 5-5, five five, 2017 4-5, 2016 4-6, and, and 2015 4-5. You have to go back to 2014 was the last time that the Rays had a winning record at home against the Red Sox. They've the 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 Rays have only had six winning seasons in terms of home record against the Red Sox. So that's not that good, but we'll see what kind of happens this weekend. How uh with how good this Red Sox team is or how bad they are, how confident are you guys in them snapping that streak this year?
1: I'd be pretty confident. I think we can win at least two games out of this series, like at least. Um unless they play us really hard which i don't think they really got that fight in them to be honest this season but i wouldn't ever count them out because you know they got good players on that team still it's just kind of mediocre pitching um so we just really need our bats to come alive in this series and hopefully we can just take that w in the series and just get our momentum going towards the end of the season and in- to the I the mean, yeah.
2: their first four are still really good like mm-hmm. verdugo has i mean he's definitely not worth bets but like i don't know how well he's playing but i mean they're three through four still like devers bogart's and martinez bogart's has been i think bogart's been the most underappreciative underappreciated player in the whole mlb he he's just been very overshadowed he's bad he's batted 290 i feel like, forever he always kills us I mean, I I'm a big Xander Bogarts fan. I I love what he does. He kind of he comes in and out every day. Doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Just I mean, he has been overshadowed by Martinez, Fats, Benintendi. I cut like a couple years ago when Benintendi was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But he comes in, does his job, does it really well. And I'm always scared of him when he comes to whenever he plays at Tampa. And um, I mean Martinez, you always got to be wary of him. Always always the thread going yard. Vasquez, I don't know how he's playing this year. He's bad he let's see then two seventy eight this year, which is still really I mean, for a catcher that's really good. He was really good last year. But also they oh, are they are very top heavy. They are. Yeah, they're the the bottom after Vasquez, Munoz, Bradley, Dalbeck, I don't know who that guy is. Bobby and so, um Bradley, I mean, Bradley is in the field. One of the best center fielders in all of baseball. Sure, he's not the best hitter, but, I mean, that's not what he – he doesn't really get paid to hit. He's and – let's see what he's hitting this year. He's – oh, he's – he's batting 263, which for him I feel like is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're ha- – I mean, they have a decent offense, but their pitching is atrocious.
2: Yeah, their pitching is – I mean, I mean, their bullpen is probably worse than the Phillies, and that's hard to do. that is. And even though the Phillies are looking really good nowadays, but – their bullpen still very shaky. Yeah, it is. Yeah. but
0: Yeah, so I think that – so right now uh, in terms of do we do we want to make predictions in terms of like how many games do we think that they can win or are we just going to kind of leave that to what's going to happen on the field? Because I don't think – I don't want to try to jinx anything and say that – Yeah, let's just – yeah, let's just
2: let's leave, it up to, they, leave it uh, up to the lineup. Yeah. Leave it up to the pitching.
0: They, they have the potential to do a lot of good things in this series, and I think that they can really put the Red Sox in their place, even though the Red Sox aren't playing well. The Red Sox are playing spoiler at the end of the year for a lot of these teams that will be making playoff pushes. So we need to watch out for that and we need to be wary. And I think that the team will be in, in, in the same kind of way on that. So we'll kind of see what happens there. In terms of, I'm trying to think, is there, uh, I guess, if there was a player to pinpoint in this series as a guy that that are, as a player that, A, you think will be kind of like the breakout player of the series and be a guy that has already been doing well that you think is going to continue that who are our players for this weekend
1: um i would definitely say uh a lot of our offense right now is being fueled by our young gun um arena so i'd like to see him keep uh keep up what he's been doing these past few series keep getting hits and hopefully he can Get some other guys going too, you know, because they don't want to get shown up by a rookie. So we're not like a rookie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I know a young player. I, I could see, I could see Renfro going off this series. Okay. Like I think
2: I could see. Um, I don't know. I just it's one of those weird feelings that Renfro might get the back going a little bit. Maybe give us two or three home runs this series. Mm-hmm. I could maybe that's my heart talking over my brain, but.
0: No, I feel that. No, I can see it. I'm going to say, so I'm going to say that I think that Brasseau is going to stay consistent, and I think that he's going to keep doing what he's been doing. And I'm going to say this because I really want it to happen. I need Lau to break out this series. If he yeah. if he's going to be consistent and going to be good by the end of this year, I need him to hit. I need him to to hit at least 500 in this series. I know that I'm probably asking too much there, but I need him to get multiple <laughs> hits in all three games and hit a couple home I, runs and just get back into that production level that we saw him at the beginning of the season. Definitely,
2: I like this lineup a lot. I like it. We got a lot of speed in this lineup. I mean, it's Margot, Arroserena, Meadows, Brasso, Renfro, Lowe, Adamus, Kevin, Kevon Smith, and Wendell. So I like that lineup a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the pitcher we're facing is lefty because we got a ton of right-handed batters in the lineup. Brasso is finally back in the lineup. Um, but yeah, he's great. Um, I'm
0: so glad that he's back in the lineup. I I, I forget. If he's a lefty already,
2: but yeah. When hey, you guys uh, checked that? who? No, uh, who the? Who yeah, he's he, he a lefty. He's a lefty. Okay. Might kick him, but no hey, <laughs> last time, last time we had Margot and Rosarena in a one-two spot was against the Yankees and scored four runs in the first. So, that's a good sign. I like that. It is. I like that. Um, I think it was the same top four. It was Margot, Rosarena, Meadows, and Brasso because Margot led off with a the double, then a Rosarena hit a bomb, and then Meadows hit a single, and then Brasso hit a bomb. So I think it, it's the same four in that game. Oh, well, maybe, hopefully that'll give us a lot of good
0: vibes moving forward because yep. that, was a, that was That that was was a good way to end it. That's the last, It's one of the last wins that we've had in recent memory because, I mean, I mean, we did take two out of three against yeah. the New Orleans, but. Yeah. Hey, hey, I think we've lost the last three out of four, right? If we're looking at it like that. Uh, three, yeah. Three out of five. Three out of five, yeah. So that's not great. Maybe this would just be a hiccup. Who knows? But they really need to pick up the bats this weekend. And they really need to play much better than they have been. Or I guess much better than they did earlier this week against the Nationals. Um, Definitely. Again, the Nationals kind of have our number at their place. And the Red Sox have their number at our place. But that doesn't mean that things can't change this weekend. Yep. Just take care, care of business. Take care of business. I think, so I think on that note, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, uh, Spotify is still kind of our main thing in terms of places you want to listen, but there's a bunch of other places that you can listen to. I think Pocket Casts, Anchor, and Breaker are a couple new ones. Well, Anchor has always been there, but um, a couple new ones have come up. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Roof Raise. That's pretty much it. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, everyone. Uh, wear a mask, do all that good stuff, and raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up.